Welcome to this special edition series of Penta Communications' top growth podcast, Emerging Stronger. Produced to help leaders gain valuable insight into strategies to help them lead their organizations more effectively through the coronavirus epidemic. Our host, Deborah Penta, interviews several leading experts in various disciplines, bringing together a well-rounded, all-star lineup on subjects such as positive thinking, wellness, business growth, and how to sell out of an economic downturn. Edward Ned Hollowell is a board-certified child and adult psychiatrist, a New York Times bestselling author, a world-renowned speaker, and a leading authority in the field of ADHD. He was a faculty member at Harvard Medical School from 1983 to 2004, graduated from Harvard College and Tulane School of Medicine, and is the founder of the Hollowell Centers for Cognitive and Emotional Health in Boston, Metro West, New York City, San Francisco, and Seattle. These centers offer comprehensive mental health diagnostic and treatment services to patients and their families. He is also the host of Distraction, a weekly podcast that offers insights, strategies, and tactics for coping and thriving in this crazy busy 24-7, overconnected modern world. He has authored 20 books on various psychological topics, including Attention Deficit Disorder, The Power of Human Connection, The Childhood Roots of Happiness in Life, Forgiveness, Dealing with Worry, and Managing Excessive Busyness. Dr. Hollowell's most recent book, Because I Come from a Crazy Family, The Making of a Psychiatrist, was published by Bloomsbury in June of 2018. Dr. Hollowell is a highly recognized public figure. His approachable style combines his expertise as a Harvard Medical School instructor with his uncanny understanding of human nature. He has been predominantly featured in the media, including Dr. Oz, Oprah, Good Morning America, Today, Dr. Phil, 60 Minutes, and CNN in many leading publications, including the New York Times, Newsweek, and Time Magazine. Dr. Hollowell has a strength-based approach and always comes across as genuine, humorous, transparent, and passionate, whether he is working with clients in the Hollowell Centers or addressing a wide range of topics in his writings and public appearances. Ned, welcome to our podcast. We are so pleased to have you here to share your wonderful expertise with our listeners this morning. Thank you, Thank you so much, Deborah, that uh, that introduction. My gosh, yeah. <laughs> that, that was very kind of you. Well, we, we could not be happier to have you here because as we all know, with everything that's been going on recently in the world with COVID-19, and especially in the business sector, particularly and that's really what we want to talk about today. Leaders and CEOs all over the globe are stressed and worried and anxiety is at an all-time high. And um, we couldn't think of a better person to address this topic and to provide insights and support to really help them navigate through these uncharted waters. Um, So, you know, let's start by talking about what you think CEOs can do now to really ease their stress and anxiety to lead more effectively during these tumultuous times? Well, really the key to it is to get past toxic worry and be in a state of constructive worry. You know, uh, you, you, you should worry today. If you're not worried, you're not paying attention. You know, you, you're, uh, you're, you'd be in a state we call denial. 
So, of course, you're going to worry. But there are two kinds of worry, the way I see it. There's constructive worry, good worry, worry that basically amounts to problem solving. And then there's toxic worry. And that's worry that paralyzes you, freezes you, you catastrophize, you globalize, you, you know, you, you just imagine the absolute worst. And, and you can sort of sit in a stupor state staring off into the future, uh, just watching the entire, your, your entire world, if not the entire world, collapse all around you. And that's, that's the state that is absolutely to be avoided. Uh, a state of toxic worry, it almost always occurs when you're alone. And, and uh, so if you're a CEO or anybody, uh, a, a mom, a dad, a, a student, uh, anybody of any age, states of toxic worry are where you make, the, make bad decisions or don't make any decisions or tend to use avoidance as a coping style. It, it's just a bad place to be mentally. So how do you snap out of toxic worry? Well, I have a three-step plan. Would you like me to tell you that, Deborah? We would love for you to tell us about that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And and this works way better than Prozac and even better than gin. So, uh, you know, so before you ingest uh, alcohol or antidepressants, try this. Uh, The first step is never worry alone. Never worry alone. In other words, talk to somebody. Um, You know, pick the right person. Uh, You don't pick your worst enemy. Uh, but, uh, you know, someone you trust and, and someone, uh, uh, you know, who's knowledgeable and whatever the concern might be. It, the minute you connect with another person, the minute you go from isolation to connection, two key variables change. Number one, you feel less vulnerable. And number two, you feel more in control. And those are the two variables that create co- toxic worry. Toxic worry is a heightened sense of vulnerability compared with a, com, combined with a diminished feeling of control. That's toxic worry. And a lot of people these days are living in that sense of heightened vulnerability and diminished control. When you enter into that horrible place, you go a little bit crazy and you get flooded with toxic worry. Well, when you connect with another person, immediately, immediately, those two variables change. You feel less vulnerable, more in control. A nice thought experiment to prove it to yourself. Imagine you're in a big warehouse in the dark. You feel paranoid. You feel afraid. Imagine you're in a big warehouse in the dark with someone. You laugh. You find your way out of the warehouse. You know, so that's, and it's a fundamental fact of, 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 human nature, that uh, when we're alone, we lose perspective. And when we're with somebody, we feel much better. And, you know, the the reality doesn't change. When you connect with somebody, uh, the external reality is not changed one little bit. What changes is the internal reality. And that's where the action is. Okay. Yeah. Can I, I, before you go on to the second one, I just, yeah. I think that's phenomenal advice because especially now where so many workforces are forced to work remotely hmm. um, and, and particularly for the next two weeks, it is imperative that they, they really think about that and they use what you call, and I'm so fond of this phrase that you came up with called vitamin connect. Yes, yes. And but- we talk a lot about that in the office. We use it a lot. We'd say, yeah. we need some vitamin connect. 
Um, But Vitamin Connect can happen remotely through video conferences and through phone calls and regularity with that. Um, And so based on your um, your first piece of advice, it sounds like you would encourage leaders to get their teams on conference calls, to get them on videos, to do everything they can to make their teams feel united so that they're not isolated within their home offices or at their kitchen tables during this period of um, transition. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I'm doing my whole practice now uh, on Zoom. I'm, I'm seeing as many patients as ever, but not face-to-face. Right. And uh, I'm discovering that it works just as well. I mean, I, I love the human moment. I love the face-to-face, but, but uh, I'm, both my patients and me were getting good at Zoom, you know, and, and uh, uh, you, you get an image, you get a visual, and you get a voice. You, you don't get uh, any viruses. You know, so uh, absolutely use Zoom, use Skype, use whatever platform you've got. But absolutely, Deborah, you want massive doses of vitamin Connect, the other vitamin C in your, and, and guess what? It's medically, medically for your immune system. And boy, oh boy, do we ever need immune systems today. One of the best ways to boost immune function is to connect, vitamin connect. Um, on the other hand, one of the most dangerous ways to depress immune function is to feel isolated and lonely. So, you know, don't let the connection disappear simply because you can't be there in person. Yeah, and I and I think that's really important too because you see a lot of the schools that have moved to online yeah. learning and not just for business leaders and business people and, and anyone who's home working remotely, but also for those um, the interactions between the schools and the kids to keep them connected right. and to have that continuity with their teachers and their professors and the administration so right. the kids do not feel lost in all of this. Right. Um, so this is really transferable across all um, facets of, of yeah. what we're all doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I, lo- I love your first uh, piece of advice, uh, isolation to connection, um, becoming less vulnerable and more in control and trying mm-hmm. to do everything to eliminate that toxic worry that we know is uh, very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is, what is your second piece of advice? Well, the, the second step is to get the facts. And, uh, you know, obviously there's a limit to how many facts you want to get, but Toxic worry, excuse me, is almost always rooted in wrong information or lack of information or both. And today, you know, we're faced with uh, the inability to know exactly what's coming down the pike. But you want to get whatever facts you can, and and that will ground you. That'll keep you from uh, disappearing into what I call the infinite web of what if. The infinite web of what if is not where you want to be. Your your imagination just runs wild and you go, what if, what if, what if, what if? Then the next thing you know, the world is ending, the sky is falling, uh, you and all your loved ones are dying, uh, you know, we're looking like a, an absolute uh, disaster zone. So stay out of the infinite web of what if. I mean, what ifs are good I and mean, that's constructive worrying, but not when you get into the infinite web. And a good way to stay out of that is to get facts. Facts are grounding. Facts will hold you in place. Facts are, you know, wash your hands. That's really good these days. Uh, Keep uh, distance. I like to call it physical distance, not social distance, because I think we need each other socially. But keep physical distance. Absolutely. Good idea. Don't go outside unless you absolutely have to. These are facts. These are, we know this to be sound advice, you know, and 
And, and again, when you're getting the facts, you want to pick your experts carefully because there are some so-called experts who are dispersing wrong information. And that, you know, again, leads to toxic worry or leads you to not worry enough. You know, if someone is telling you this is all hunky-dory, it's all a hoax, uh, go out and, uh, you know, have big gatherings and, you know, that's bad. That's bad because it's rooted in wrong information. There are, unfortunately, people out there who, for whatever reason, they don't believe in science or they think they can wish this away or, you know, pretend it's not so, what we psychiatrists call magical thinking, uh, that's not the person you want to go to to get the facts. To get the facts, you, you want to pick your sources carefully. And, you know, I'm not going to tell you who to trust, but that's up to you. But, but do consider the source of the information you're getting, because uh, particularly now, uh, there are some wildly uh, differing sources of information. Yeah. Uh, but getting, getting the facts is, is step two in, in, my, in my remedy. And I think that's that's a great great advice because we are being uh, inundated with all sorts of news on an ongoing basis and information from multiple sources and mm -hmm. people really do need to look at those organizations that are the most reputable the mm -hmm. organizations that are reporting exactly how it is for real um, so that they can make sensible decisions as to um, how they're going to um, act. And I think from a leadership standpoint, a business standpoint, um, your message is very, very important to leaders of companies, regardless of the size, by communicating facts to their teams, their employees. Um, by having the conversations that need to be had so people do not have to have this unnecessary worry that you refer to in your first um, piece of advice. Um, we could create toxic worry in workforces if leaders aren't communicating effectively to their teams. And right. so, you know, what, what is really happening in the industry? What's happening in the business? What are the plans that the leaders and CEOs have for, um, for what's going to happen, you know, in two weeks, three weeks, four weeks down the line, that kind of thing, so that they're communicating um, with their, their constituents, their employees and partners, and giving them the right information, not just pie-in-the-sky information. So what pointed advice would you have to those leaders in how they can more effectively communicate to their teams to prevent the toxic worry from happening within a work environment? Well, do you want me to get to step three of my method? Yes, I do. Okay. So uh, <laughs> based on the facts, you know, so you begin with never worry alone. Then step two is get the facts. And then uh, step three, based on those facts, make a plan. Now, Remember, all plans are subject to review. That's what life is. No plan works forever. We're all going to die. You know, so life is really about revising plans. We, we have plans, we revise them. We have plans, and we, we revise them. But we're much better off having a plan than not, particularly in times of, of crisis. Because when you have a plan, remember those two variables I mentioned. When you have a plan, you feel more in control and less vulnerable. Even if the plan doesn't work, you have a plan, and that, that tells your mind that things are not out of control and that you're not completely vulnerable. Um, so your plan right now might be to wash your hands a lot. 
and uh, keep your physical distance and not go out unless you need to. And then for your business, uh, now we just got $2 trillion pumped into the economy. So apply for a small business loan or talk to other small businesses about what they're doing, uh, you know, or, uh, you know, read, uh, read an article. I mean, there are different ways, but whatever, whatever your plan is, just the fact that you have a plan will make you more powerful and more effective. And then, of course, when it doesn't work, you revise the plan, you know, and, and, and that's, you know, so the thing that what you want to avoid is feeling completely helpless. And you can say, oh, this is overwhelming. The world is coming to an end. It's all over. That's what you want to avoid. So even if it is about to come to an end, which I do not believe it is, uh, you'd want to have a plan uh, to deal with how to, how to, how to, how to, how to manage it. Excellent. Excellent advice. And so, you know, you have been in business and you're in your practice long enough to have survived multiple recessions. You've helped your, your patients through 9-11. Um, and I know you work with some very, um, you know, you have a, a really huge practice and you've worked with some high-level people. Um, what final advice would you give to um, anyone listening who's going through these uncharted waters for the first time based on the hindsight that you have garnered from helping your patients through these previous episodes? Well, I would go back to 9-11. And uh, uh, when 9-11 happened, it was, as those of you who lived through it know, stunning, catastrophic, uh, traumatic. Uh, There's no word to capture how terrible it was. And I was called at that time to go on TV and different places and offer advice. And so I asked my daughter, who was 13 at the time, I asked her, I said, Lucy, what advice should I give to people? Because I, I really didn't know. And I'll never forget what she said to me. And that would be the advice I would share with anyone listening today. She said, Daddy, tell people not to hold back on life out of fear. And I, my goodness, for wow, 13, 13 years old. old. Yep, yep. So I would say to everyone listening, don't hold back on life out of fear. Uh, a, a place of fear is, is not a place you want to live, certainly not a place you want to make decisions based on, uh, certainly not, uh, you know, it's bad for you in every way. It depresses your immune function. It makes you depressed. It, it, it slants you in, in ways that you're not at your best. So don't hold back on life out of fear. And how not to do that? Never worry alone. Get the facts. Make a plan. So, you know, and, and, I, and I really do, having lived through various disasters, uh, not to mention my own childhood, which was a, a slow-motion train wreck, uh, you know, the, 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 the conclusion I've reached at the age of 70 is that things have a funny way of working out. As long as you stay upbeat in a realistic way, not a Pollyanna-ish way, but uh, again, never worry alone, get the facts, make a plan, then things have a way of working out. Uh, does, do bad things happen? Yes, they do. Are there tragedies? Yes, there are. But if you want to maximize the chances of not only surviving, but thriving, stay connected to people you know and trust. And Keep uh, access to information that is reliable and use your noggin, plan, 
uh, and then replan and then regroup. <laughs> and, and that's what we're doing now. We're sort of groping in the dark, but every day we get a chance to revise the plan. Well, we cannot thank you enough for participating today, for sharing your wisdom with all of our listeners, and for being so thoughtful in taking the time to do that. And I know that people are going to really benefit from hearing your messaging, as they always do. And we are so grateful that you're wise, um, your wisdom, and um, you're the wise sage, um, you know, through all of this. And we we cannot thank you enough for sharing this. And, and we know that it's going to make a positive impact for people. Well, I hope it does. And thank you so much for inviting me to join you, Deborah. Thank you very much. Thank you so very much. 